0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner podcast. This is a podcast for lifelong learners, where we learn from anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason.
1: My name is not Caleb Mason. Is in fact, the Todd father, um, a.k.a. Todd Hixenbaugh.
0: And we have a great episode for you today. Today, we are looking back on the month of June. Can you believe that? It's already halfway through the year.
1: Hey, oh, halfway through the year. You know, it's only like 170 some days till Christmas right now. I'm excited for it. You know I get up for that. I'm all I am for Christmas. I'm
0: glad that you got the countdown going.
1: I am f- for Christmas.
0: However, before we get to Christmas,
1: you say that with disdain.
0: <laughs> I'm just not thinking about Christmas right
1: now. Well, you know, that's your that's a you
0: problem. Yes, that is a me problem. Anyway, before we go completely off the rails, we're looking back on all of the things that we've learned from and the things that we have learned. Are we in... going
1: through all of the things or just all of the things we've learned from? So we go through all of the things like I'll start talking about Starbucks coffee.
0: Just all the things we've learned from and all of the things that we have learned. In June. In June. Because, I mean, if you yes. want me to,
1: I can start, like, from when I was seven years old. Okay, and
0: on that note, let's just go right in before Todd gives us his whole life story. Hey,
1: I want to hear from Caleb Mason. I want to hear um, podcasts, man. I want to hear some podcasts from you.
0: Okay. Here's, uh, here's some of uh, the podcasts that I've been listening to. Uh, one that's come out recently, actually just wrapped up um, within the last few weeks. is called Against the Rules by Michael Lewis. And basically, what he does is, uh, if you're not familiar with Michael Lewis, um, he's written a, a lot of fascinating books, like The Big Short. He's written he writ he, he didn't writ he wrote Moneyball, um, and he wrote uh, um, what's the the Blind Side? He wrote that as well. And so in this, he does a podcast series to where he's looking at the roles of of referees all throughout culture. They're not all all throughout the world, really. And so. Tend we tend to think about sports referees and he does get into that, but he looks at he looks at judges and people who are in uh who are in the process of making judgments and the role on that and the implications that it have. It's a, it's a really fascinating interview. Er, like not really interviews, it's more um I'm trying to think of like a book, kind of, like taking that type <laughs> of approach, like taking a subject, dissecting it from all these all of these different names angles so that's one of them another one has been the carrie newhoff leadership podcast
1: carrie's been killing it he
0: has been um a couple standouts are the episode that he did with dave and ann wilson um he he walked through uh walked through their marriage um and they've uh they've been very open about some of uh just the go- the good side and the challenging things as well and so i really enjoyed that interview and then i'm listening to his episode with ken coleman right now all about becoming a better interviewer and it's amazing um a couple others would be typology podcast specifically the episode with Drew and Ellie Holcomb, and uh just how they um they they go into their their relationship and um Drew is an 8 in enneagram 8 Ellie is an enneagram 7 and just walk through um walk through how how uh you know really their whole relationship how they started dating became married And the challenges that they face um and then this speaking of enneagram the that sounds fun podcast with Annie f downs has been looking at each enneagram type throughout the entire month of june and those episodes have been amazing highly encourage you to listen to them
1: caleb talks about it a lot
0: i do that's because they're really good um and then also unedited podcast from Cayman Strang, a couple cool conversations with jamie torkowski from to write love on our arms and then joel houston from hillsong united as well so those are those are some of the podcasts i've been listening to what about you todd
1: okay so i have several um i don't think we've mentioned this before on an end of the uh, end of the month episode but the dream big podcast by bob goff um I totally have been digging this podcast, and I know this is just not your type I, of show. I honestly,
0: I haven't listened to it.
1: This yet. is I don't know that this would be your type of show. I think you would listen to it and say this is too fluffy. <laughs> this is too much, there's too much love going on here.. A okay. couple couple of guests that um, Bob has had on in this episode. This, this podcast started at the beginning of April. Okay. So it's a relatively new podcast. A couple of guests that he's had on. Jason Russell, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Amy Grant. Rebecca, Re- Rebecca, and I don't know if it's Leons or Lions. So Lions. Is it Lions? Yep. There you go. Um, Miles Adcox, and then this past week it was Corey Robertson hmm. from Duck Dynasty. So, um, great podcast. I love it. Um, and, and obviously it's Bob Goff. Like, so give it,
0: give a snapshot. Like, yeah. What does the podcast look like?
1: Well, <clears throat> so he, so my favorite one I've listened to was a bonus episode that he did at the end of May, mm-hmm. and it was with um, I'm gonna say this name, and I don't know if I'm going to get it right or not, but RF Dostyar, and, and the episode was titled Dreaming Big for Afghanistan, and, and so let me just read you a little piece of this thing, because if you've read Love Does, which was Bob's, like, kind of the book that put him on the map in terms of being an author, you know that he's involved, and he loves bringing hope and restoration to countries all across the world. He's done a lot of work in Africa, whatever. So he brings on this guy, and um, he does a Dream Big workshop, live workshop. And he's talking with this guy about how, about this, this man's work with the Afghan government and all of the things that's going on over there to, to restore things in, in Afghanistan. It, w- it made me cry. Like, I was just, I was totally blown away. And, and Bob does these, these workshops, these Dream Big workshops, all over the place. And he taught, they're live. You can go and, and attend them. And it, it's a great, great moment. And I was just blown away. Like, I couldn't believe it. And so um basically sits down and he's and he talks with folks, and he just lets them share their vision, share their dream, what they're working on and and, and why it's important, why it's relevant and and these people just share stuff, and it's huge uh Amy grant <clears throat> it was amazing um she so she has this phrase that she kind of of loves to talk about, which is what if we dot 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 and so she talks about this dream of, of what if we do this and what if we do that and, and it was it was just wonderful hearing her heart because I think we all know her from like music, mm-hmm. but you know, just listening to her talk about what if we did, what if we helped these people or what if we could, could change the perception of, of Christian music and what if it could be mainstream and what, what if we could have the messages that we have in our songs infiltrate into mainstream music? I, it was, it was great. And so like every episode, um, it is like that. And so really, really have been enjoying that. Couple of other podcasts, to um, but but by the way, if you're gonna if you're gonna start that, start with the RF Dostiar episode, um, dreaming big for Afghan Af- for, for Afghanistan. Um, just a side note, um, then a couple of the other ones that would be like special mentions for me: Larry Wilmore's Black on the Air, which is a ringer, part of the Ringer Network. Yep, um, love that podcast. He's been interviewing; he did some interesting things. So he brought Ben Shapiro on who is Ben Shapiro is about as opposite Larry Wilmore as you could possibly get. He's he's a conservative, um, and they both just diametrically have opposite opinions. But what they did was they made a decision that they were both going to set down all of that, and they just wanted to have a conversation. And it was unbelievable. It was a great conversation. Really loved hearing both of them talk. The podcast, um, there's a podcast called Long Form. Well, the Long Form Podcast. Unbelievable. Um, It's a podcast where they interview nonfiction writers about how they got their start and just about some of their work. And so recently there's been some great episodes, including um, interviews with uh, David Epstein, who
0: we've had on the show,
1: we've had on the show, Um, Alex Marr, he's written for The Wired, all sorts of different places, Uh, Mark Adams, who's the author of Mr. America, Uh, David Wallace Wells, who is um, the deputy editor of. Um of the New Yorker. It, just whatever. Uh, just all sorts of really cool things. I am um, oh sorry, not the New Yorker. Of New York, which is like a mag whatever. So I mean, great podcast episodes. Really interesting. Um, kind of hearing some of these people behind the scenes and what it is that they do. I mean, I think it's I, I think it's really, really interesting. And finally, on being with Krista Tip- with Krista Tippett. Um, so <clears throat> Let me read you real quick the bio for the podcast groundbreaking Peabody award-winning conversation about the big questions of meaning, spiritual inquir- in- inquiry, science, social healing and the arts. Each week, a new discovery about the immensity of our lives hosted by Krista Tippett. And so she goes into these interviews and, and there's a couple things that are interesting about it. So um, she always, it's always a person who, who has wrestled with something. Like, they've wrestled through something. So, like, she brings on Richard Rohr. Um, she's had on uh, Gregory Orr, which is one of my favorite episodes that she's done is with Gregory Orr. And, and they, it's always something they've really wrestled with something in life, whether it's they went through a really spiritually dark place. <coughs> Maybe it's an emotional health situation. All these different things that they've had to wrestle through. And they're on the other side of these things or they're in the midst of it and, and they just talk about what they've learned from those experiences. Now, here's the other thing that's really interesting. She also, in the same day, releases the same episode, just the unedited version. So it's, it's the same episode you just listened to. It's just, she doesn't cut anything out. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally not cut out. It's all of the foibles, all of the mistakes, all of the, the stuff. And as podcasters, like you and I know, there's a lot of things that have to get trimmed and cut out in the process of, 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 um, you know, in the post, in the post production side of things. And she releases the full thing, like completely none of that stuff done to it. I, I, I would assume that she probably has it mixed mm-hmm. like, so that it sounds right. But it's, it, I mean, that's crazy to me. Cause I do all that stuff for us. That's crazy. Like that is, I don't know about that. That's, mm-hmm. that's a little out. But anyways, that's a great one too. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick this back over to you um, in, terms of, in terms of podcasting. We can, switch, we can switch it up. We can switch it up.
0: Okay. I'm going to switch it up. Let's do it. Okay. Next thing, let's talk about some music. Dick. And I've started, so for me, this is just how my brain works. Like, there isn't really, like, a ton of albums typically for me that I like to listen to a lot. It's more like a song here, a song there, stuff like that. So, uh, starting last month, I just started creating these monthly playlists. All that I'm listening to, and so that'll be in the show notes um, for the June playlist. Um, but here's here's some songs that are on that playlist that I'm loving right now. First would be uh, from Sleeping at Last. He came out with this Enneagram Nine song. He's, if you're familiar with him, and I think we've talked about him before, um, but basically he is doing this Atlas series to where. Um, the, the first collection of songs were all about, like, crea- creation and the process of that. And so, like, he wrote a song for, like, each of the oceans, like, for each direction, like, for each planet, all that stuff. And then in the second collection, he's going into involuntary human development, so the senses. And in, in that is the Enneagram numbers as well. And so um, he's got one for each song, and it is now complete with nine. Couple other songs uh, would be "Build My Life" by Passion Music, loving that song right now. "To the One" by Upper Room, uh, and then "For King and Country has this song called "God Only Knows," which yep. the song's been out for a while, but they just released uh, like a remix version with Timberland and it with Echo Smith too. I almost forgot that with Echo Smith. Yep, is, and you've been all about this. song. It is awesome. It's on repeat all the time. And then one song. And then another song, which literally like just dropped off, dropped out today as we're talking about it, is the new uh, song from Andy Mineo. And Aye. it's I Don't Need You. And oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm there. Such a good. I and, heard the song. And uh, the other one, I'm trying to uh, see what it is, is Beautiful People by Ed Sheeran and Khaled.
1: Yeah. No, I'm there.
0: Wait, actually, it's Khalid, isn't it's, it? It's, it's Khalid. It's actually Khalid. Khalid.
1: I learned this this week. It's actually Khalid because I was saying Khalid, and it's not there because I listened to a podcast called the Joe Budden podcast, which I would never suggest on this because was it's, Khalid. It's, it's on Ratchet. There? Khalid. No. Khalid. But they they they. Khalid. Uh, Joe Budden was corrected okay. that it is not Khalid because he was calling him Khalid. It is Khalid. So Khalid.
0: there's there we that. Go. You learned something new. A- <clears> hey. <throat> <every clears throat> hopefully
1: time. every day. Hopefully you're learning something. Hopefully you're 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 learning yeah. the thing. So you can check
0: out some of those songs, and then just some general music that I'm listening to. Uh, yeah, check it. Check donuts. out his playlist
1: because he's he's better than me. Um, with the playlist thing. However, are you ready for this?
0: I'm ready. Let's go.
1: Drake came out with a two pack. He came out with a two pack. Omerta. It was was one. And then he also came out with another song. Hold on, hang on, hang on. Don't yell at me. I'm bringing it up right now. Two pack by Drake, and he dropped it right after the Toronto Raptors, like the day after they won. They won the NBA championship or the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. He drops it the next day, and so it's a two pack, and it's it. The two pack is called the Best in the World pack, and so the first song on it is "Omerta," and then the second one is "Money in the Grave," which is featuring. Rick Ross, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you, sir. I have been listening to these things constantly. I love them. It's like great, you know, I'm in the car and I just need to let emotion out. Just listening to these things constantly. Um also on that uh in that vein, Chris Brown today dropped his entire album called Indigo yes, Caleb, if you're wondering, I have listened to every song. I stayed up last night way late, and I listened to all 32 songs on the album. It took me a little over two hours. I viewed it like a movie. And uh, yeah, there is is all 32 songs. So I will be listening to this for weeks, in case you were wondering. So Chris Brown, congratulations. But he dropped a single uh, before that, which was with Drake that w- featuring drake which was called no guidance all about that and then the big one are you ready for this i'm
0: ready let's go
1: lil nas x also known as the dude that did what is it old country road
0: old town old road. town road old country road
1: sorry whatever put out an ep it is called seven
0: seven
1: yeah seven it's amazing. My favorite song off of that thing is called Panini. Go listen to it. It's amazing. All the kids are going to be listening to this song. Um, it makes me. It makes me really happy. I'm also on the Andy Minio thing. I thought that was great. NF also came out with a new song. That's right. I forgot um, about that. NF also. <coughs> that came is
0: out also with a... on Caleb's playlist. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And our friend. Um, it's the When I Grow Up. The song is called When I Grow Up, and it's amazing. Our friend Brandon Hostetler actually. This morning sent us send us in our group text. Send us send us the link. But Brandon, I was already on that junk. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on. Get, get. Shout
0: out to Brando.
1: Shout out to Brandon. I was already on it. Um Nate, where you at, boy? you, okay, need to you got to this? It.
0: You got any other music? Or can we move on to the next one? You know thing? what?
1: I don't have anything else at the moment. I probably do, but I can't mention it on this podcast because it's a family friendly <laughs> podcast.
0: Oh, so There we go. There you go. Okay. So let's move on to the next thing. Uh, videos. I don't really have anything for like videos or film or anything. I'll be honest. Those I haven't really watched that much TV me. this month. Yeah.
1: And I haven't really watched a whole lot of like, I don't know. Like I haven't watched a lot of videos that would stand out like for learning. I've watched a lot of like random crap. It's like this is this is like rotting my brain out.
0: Yep. I'm pretty. But I haven't
1: watched a whole lot of TV. I don't know about you. Like I watched the once the finals was over. Were, were over I was kind of like, huh. <laughs> so So now what am I going to watch? You know?
0: Hmm. Let's uh let's talk about that a little bit for the finals.
1: What are we talking about? The
0: NBA finals. Okay.
1: Yeah, what what about it?
0: The, I don't know. The, the I'm Raptors just...
1: won. The Toronto Raptors. Congratulations. They won.
0: Like what, what would you say Shout
1: out to the Raptors?
0: Like what would you say that you could learn from the NBA Finals? Let's just riff on this for a little bit. Okay.
1: Um, I think that one of the things is that ultimately it isn't about uh, it, 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 it ultimately comes down to, um, in life, um, having, having the correct information. I'm thinking about Kevin Durant, right? And how Kevin Durant, for those of you who aren't familiar with the situation, Kevin Durant was hurt several months ago. What? End of April, beginning of May. Whatever. He was out. They were calling it a, a hamstring injury. Or no, a calf injury. Yep. Calf injury. And that's what they were calling it. And for a month, he was out for a month. I mean, basically, he missed the majority of the playoffs. And all of a sudden, like, they just put him back in in the finals. And in game five, they put him back in. And he blew out his Achilles, which it's a known thing. If you have a severe calf injury, your your Achilles uh, tendon is, is compromised. And mm-hmm. he blew it out. And so one of the things that I've really been pondering is, you know, hey, we need to make sure in our careers and in our lives like it isn't that we need to know all of the information all the time but we do need to we, ne- we do need to ask the right questions and I'm and I wonder if all of the right questions were asked um around that thing I just I'm wondering about that like what mm-hmm. like were like did you get a second opinion were there questions that were asked that were appropriate all that kind of stuff
0: yeah I think for me one of the one of the statements that I can't remember who said it on the Raptors. I think it might've been Kyle Lowry. Um, that, that just rings true for me so much is, uh, is they talked about the importance of, if you're, if you're not familiar with uh, the NBA very much, the Toronto Raptors made a, a risky move um, about a year ago by trading for yeah. uh, a superstar player named Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi ended up going to Toronto And um, Kawhi is, you know, some would say right now that he is the best player in the league. It's no doubt that he is definitely in the top three. He's yeah. He's definitely in the top three. And so I'm again, I think it was Kyle Lowry. It might've been someone else, but he talked about, you know, what's the difference between this year and last year or in the, in the previous years, the Raptors in the previous years, you know, they've, they've had good regular seasons. They show up in the postseason and they don't do anything. And he said, The difference is we have Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi Leonard makes us believe that we can do it. Mm -hmm. And I just think about how much power is there whenever we know that, um, you know, whether it be that someone is believing in us or that we know that we have a great team that we can handle anything. Yep. And to me, that's one of the huge things. And obviously, you know, it worked for them. They ended up winning the championship this year. Right,
1: right. And, and everybody, you know, who watched those, those finals, I think it was such a weird finals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was almost like the 2015 NBA finals when the Cavs were facing the Warriors. And, like, the entire roster, like all of the good players on the Cavs, they all got hurt. Yep, You know, Kevin Love gets his shoulder separated in the Boston series. And then Kyrie Irving... In the series, the finals with the Warriors, what he, he shattered his kneecap or mm-hmm. tore his kneecap or something like that. Blue has basically messed his knee up. Um, it, it felt like that. But at the same time, it, at the same time, I, I just feel like it was, it was a, there was almost like a changing of the guard. Like, you know, the Warriors are, the Warriors where it was kind of like, okay, your time to sit down. Now, hey, they might come back next year and be great. Um, I know that Kevin Durant opted out of his contract whatever Um, but they might come back next year and be and be great but I think that we also need to understand that all of us have opportunities it's kind of like the whole thing make hay while while the sun's shining Mm -hmm. type thing right so when you have your opportunities when you have when you have the things that you need going right for you you really need to capitalize on those and so um, I just think I think I think there was a lot of things that could be taken away from the NBA finals I think those are some of our thoughts
0: yep okay before uh, we move into books, I want to hit on something real quickly. Do it. Um are some, just some fascinating articles that have stood out to me that I've read this month. Um, the first one is called The Roots of American Rage. And it's by Charles Duhigg. If you don't know Charles Duhigg, he wrote a book called The Power of Habit and Smarter, Better, Faster. And he's, he's a journalist. Um, and, and all of his uh, stuff is to me it's fascinating like i've enjoyed both of those books and he wrote this piece in the atlantic um and really what he's looking at is you know we're we're living in this culture of of just where it seems like a lot of people are angry like all of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah and he, he goes into the explanation of of how things were handled in the past and how we've gotten to where we are today and um and the thing that I like is he doesn't just say, you know, Hey, you know, here's the state of where we are today. He, he looks back and goes, Hey, here's how we've dealt with it in the past. And here's what is, um, here's the system that's been created that isn't allow allowing us to release or deal with our anger. And it is a fascinating read. It'll take about 20 minutes. Um, but it is highly worth it.
1: And you definitely, you've been talking to me about this though. Yep. So you've been all over it.
0: And then the other one is by a previous guest of the show called um, How to Debate and Make Progress by Curbing Intellectual Dishonesty. And it, this is another fascinating interview. And this is also, um, he dives into a little bit of, and not really a little bit, he dives into the political realm of just looking at it, of how how to tell whenever someone is being intellectually dishonest and the the tools and the tricks that they use to avoid answering like honest questions, answering questions honestly, and to look how to look for whenever people are dodging questions and stuff like that. It is, again, really fascinating. It's a little bit longer. It'll probably take about a 25 minute read, 25, 30 minute read, but again, totally worth it. Very insightful. If you are interested at all in, um, in politics and you know, in understanding how we got to where we are today, I highly recommend both those articles. Yeah,
1: and, um, and and Caleb's been all over the article game recently, but I, I think that those are both re- two really important questions that need answered, especially as we head into 2020 with the election and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just good information to, to be able to know yep. and at least be thinking about
0: Yeah, at least, at least be thinking about it. <clears throat> yep. Okay, let's go books. Todd, I'm going to get you. I'm just going to set, set you up. Let's go. What do you got? What do you got this month? What have you been reading?
1: So, um, so I've been, I've reread something that I think was was is critical, particularly in what I do for a living, which is children's ministry, uh, working at a church. Um, be our guest, which is, pr- in my opinion, it's the best. It's the best I've seen in terms of creating a family-friendly, um, first impressions experience, um, in an organization. It's the best at that, and so just reread that. Which is well, I am rereading. Let me rephrase that. I am rereading that. I'm not quite finished with it yet. Um, so I've been reading that, and I also have been reading another book, and I need to just yell at you about this book. Okay. So Caleb J. Mason has been nagging me for how long? Months.
0: A long time. <laughs> If it's what I'm a long If it's what I'm thinking, time. I want to say since the like since the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah. So, Caleb started this series called Throne of Glass.
0: Amazing.
1: And it's a fiction series. And all I've been hearing, "Todd, you got to do, do, do. do it. You got to do it. You got to read it. You got to do this." And I'm like, "Okay, Caleb, like, okay, get out of my face. You're having an emotional thing, you know."
0: because I have been known to hype things from time to time
1: whatever yeah like the, the, the what was that the 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 don't, red series Don't even
0: don't the, even that, get that. me started on that that's a great series and I will defend it
1: No it was terrible like it was actually terrible That's not true I read about halfway through the first book and I was like Kayla well, I can't do
0: move it Move on move on
1: Like I can't do it
0: Keep talking move on
1: Um so I'm going all right like I like I've already tried this one time like I've tried this and you let me down But I'll give this one a shot let's go you know let's Let's figure this out. So I start reading it. And I purchased the first one, which is the prequel to the series, and it's called The Assassin's Blade. I'm like, all right, let's read this thing. I was not emotionally prepared in any way for what I read. Um, so I cried like a child reading that book. It's, a, it's the story of this, this, this young woman. She's a teenager. She was orphaned at a young age, and she has, she's trained as an assassin. And, you know, she she has a reputation as being one of the best assassins in the kingdom and all that kind of stuff. And then a whole bunch of just her life just falls apart. All kinds of things happen. She makes some decisions that kind of set in motion a series of things. And ultimately, a person who she really loves dies in this book. And I was I wasn't ready. I was not ready. I'm about halfway through. I'm about halfway through the second book, which is is called Throne of Glass. I'm also not prepared for any of that. It gets more intense, and I'm emotional about it. And if you're asking, no, I'm I'm not okay. I'm not okay, and I'm just going to leave it there. So thanks for that. Throw in a glass. Check it out. Caleb's talked about it several times. He'll link to it again in the show notes. You can check it out. Just be careful. You might find yourself in a situation where you're just not emotionally prepared for what you're about to read.
0: And speaking of that, I just wrapped up Throne of Glass with the final book called Kingdom of Ash, and it, the end is one of the most satisfying conclusions to a series that I've ever read. In fact, I,
1: I, was, I was sad. So it's not the Inheritance series, which still to this day irks my soul. Thanks, <laughs> Christopher Paolini.
0: Uh, you used
1: to ask me aragon this morning
0: too i know that's because i'm gonna start rereading it
1: by the way if you're looking for a series to read and you haven't read the inheritance series yet by christopher paolini just do it you won't be sad
0: so kingdom of ash is amazing just all th- just a couple of thoughts on just the whole series like there is not a better like i don't think i've read a story um and then there's eight books in total that has
1: the last one's called kingdom of ash lash
0: yeah the last one is called kingdom of ash like the character development in it the the storytelling in it um and there are so many surprising twists and turns throughout the entire series it's
1: and for real i mean there's it's it's so twisty i mean there's all sorts of things
0: and what um you know i was just listening to an interview with Uh, The author Sarah J. Mass, and just listening to her thought process behind it, even just like looking back on the series of of how she empowers women throughout the whole story, and and honestly, like the the um like the emotional journey and all of the subjects that she tackles in it through um through through abuse and and grief, and it just subjects that aren't normally talked about. Can you tell that the Caleb series? loves this series? I do. It is, like I'm willing to say, favorite series I've ever read.
1: Harry Potter. You blasphemer. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> blasphemer.
1: Yep. I just ordered a set of Gryffindor vans, sir. <laughs> you need to go sit down. You need to go sit down.
0: So, throne of glass. Favorite series ever. Highly recommend. By
1: the way, if you're looking for a good pair of shoes, Vans have Gryffindor. They have have Harry Potter themed shoes. And I bought the high tops, so there's that.
0: There's that. Now, I actually have read some other books besides that. Please, please do enlighten us. So here's a couple. I've read Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Um, Which still shocked me you hadn't read that one yet.
1: It's been on. There was like a moment last. I think it was last year when like the entire church world, everybody was reading it all at once.
0: Yeah, and I and I mean, I think we talked about this before. Like last last year for me was not a a great reading month, a great reading year. I was reading a lot of things, but I wasn't reading. um...
1: Well, you went through a transition. You were transitioning from literally reading for completion. Yes. To reading to actually
0: to to not only enjoy enjoy it, it, but to, hey, this is like what I need to read right now. And one of, the, honestly, like one of the things that I've just been, um, I've really just been challenged with is how to love people well. And so, everybody always was one of those books that I read. Another one is uh, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Fascinating. Obviously, you can kind of tell what it's about. Anything by Ryan Holiday. Highly recommend Literally
1: read it. Ryan Holiday, come on the podcast.
0: Yep. And so, here's, uh, these these next two you know todd we we refer so there's the books that we like there's the books that oh my goodness this is an amazing book and then there's the books that fall into a category that we call holy of holy the holy
1: of holies and we need to do an entire episode just we'll have to plan that out where we talk about holy holies. we do
0: and these are explain what it is well for for me i would say these are books that like have literally like
1: impacted your life in an unchangeable way
0: in an unchangeable way and for a lot of times they're like almost instantly like i finished it i want to go through it again
1: so what are some what are what, just give me two three so two or well, three.
0: that's that's kind of what i'm saying is that like so these books don't happen too often and then no they're rare and then this month i've read two <laughs> the first one is a book called the four loves by c.s lewis and basically, what he does is he has a real nuanced writing about the four different types of love, and, and I'll just kind of spell them out real quickly. As one is affection, and so that's kind of like the people around. Feel free to um, because you've read this book as mm-hmm. well. One is affection, and that's kind of like generally like the feeling like, hey, I like I like working with this, uh, like the the love that you feel for the people who are around you, but aren't necessarily like a deep part of um, your life. Or I guess they could be a deep part. Of your life too but it's kind of like the basic level next is the friendship level and then obviously you can kind of tell what that is you know it's it's the attachments that you form with people and that you enjoy being with people um the other one the next one is eros i think is that correct yep and that is um like like marriage like sexual love stuff like that and then the highest one is is charity and that's really the idea of of un- unconditional
1: so love. so where, where C.S. Lewis gets these is there's four different ways that the word love in Greek can be translated. So there's like brotherly love, um, which is um, Phila, by the way, Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, so, there's, so there's that. Then there is Eros, which is where we get the word erotic. Um, but th- th- I think now er- the word erotic has a, a not great connotation yeah. to it. But, but it actually not, yeah. is just, it's sexual love, or it's like, it's like a love between a spouse, like spouses. Yep. Um, then there is agape, which is like the love that God shows to us. And then there's, I, I'm forgetting the word at the moment, but it, it's like the, the word for like familial love. Yep. So like, um, you know, the love that you'd feel for your parents or for your sibling, whatever. Yep. So yep. he gets the idea. So he gets the idea for, the, for these, the four loves, he gets it from that, and then he has this Great. I mean, just this unbelievable way of explaining and unpacking this, mm-hmm. and and you're right. I mean, it's it's um, yeah. I'm sorry, I kind of hijacked your no. Your, that's okay. Your book,
0: but no, that's good because I mean, you know those terms a lot better than I do. uh And it's it's a book by C.S. Lewis that is not. I would say it's not well. It's not one of his more well-known um books, but I would say it's it's one of my uh, favorite things that I've ever read, and the other one. It's a book by Donald Miller and it's called Scary Close. And the subtitle is like Dropping the Act and Discovering True Intimacy or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And
1: which if you're three on the Enneagram, this is a particular Caleb's and tell me, this is a particularly um trying book.
0: Yeah. To do. It's it's in it's incredibly challenging. And um it's a it's a book that has been like a spotlight. And and just revealing hey here here's areas to where you struggle and here's areas where you need to work now fortunately some of it is is a little bit affirming too because like it's hey i have done this work but there's you're also, not crazy and i'm not crazy um but there's also a part that is um that's just hey you have you have some areas that you need to work on too so those are some of the books that we've been reading and uh you know maybe sometime here. we'll, do we'll explain holy holies on the whole yeah, yeah yeah
1: let me just finish up the thought though on holy holies without getting into too much detail like you didn't tell us a couple of the ones well you just kind of did but like for me there's a couple of books that i've got in the holy holies Kay. like deep and wide which really shaped the way that i think about ministry um which is a book by andy stanley that's one of them um confessions by saint augustine it was it was a book that really gave me an introspective look into what faith meant um And then another one that that is in the Holy of Holies for me is called um, uh, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And these are books that I actually take out every year. So they're in a category where I will reread them every year for as long as I live. And they're also books that I take out just to sample things. Like I might not even read the whole book, but there might be a chapter... In in like mere Christianity, in one of the talks that he gives, which mere Christianity is an amalgamation of a whole bunch of radio conversations that C.S. Lewis had on the air when he was when he was reading his basically essays on the air, um, and so there might be one of those essays, and I'm like, you know what? Right now in my life, this is really pertinent to, to something that I'm going through, so I'll pull that out and I'll reread it, um, and they're just they're they're kind of like uh, guide guideposts, like they just kind of help guide you. So yeah, we really need to schedule that out and do an episode on Holy
0: Holy. We do. Okay, let's just go. Uh, you got a big life lesson. Yeah, yeah. But I'll uh, I'll get us started. I would say. Um,
1: this is what we what we've learned this month yeah, this in is, general. This
0: is just some things that we've been learning this month. Um, I would say that um, that th- that the tension is good. Um that, like, tension isn't always a bad thing, that Mm -hmm. God uses tension to grow. I think there, grow us, I think there's a, there is very much a tendency, and we've talked, and we've talked about this um, before, there's a tendency for us to experience tension, and then just to go, I'm going to eliminate it, or um, I'm going to try not to deal with it, and I think I've just, you know, discovered, rediscovered, whatever you want to call it is that it's in the uncomfortable times. It's the things that, that stretch us, that grow us, that creates this tension that, um, to where we grow. We don't grow whenever things are going well necessarily. You know, there's this um, quote, I think it's from Richard, Ro- Richard Rohr, and he said, you know, up until about, you know, 30 or 35, um, you can learn from success. And after that, you learn from failure all yep. the time. And so, for me, that's something that's been challenging. And then I would say also, and this has just been something in the last few days of, like, learning learning to give myself grace mm-hmm. as well. And that is just a continual journey. You know, we were talking about this yesterday of um, there's just some situations that have been going on in my life that have forced, that have, that have made me question myself mm-hmm. of, um, of my decisions. You know, am I doing the right thing? And, you know, we were, we were talking about that on the phone and you were getting ready to tell me this thing. And I was like, wait, I just need to say this thing uh, because I know what you're going to say. And it's that I can't hold myself to the standard of perfection.
1: Literally. You cannot hold yourself to that standard. And it's not effective because if that's the standard that we held ourselves to, that would mean we were putting ourselves because remember both Christians, we both yeah. churches, it means we're holding us to the standard ourselves to the standard of, we have to be God, God. And, yep. That's, that's literally the reason why God, why the father had to send Jesus Yep, and Jesus died for us. And that's why is because we can't reach perfection on our own.
0: Yep. And I think just along with that, learning, learning what is in my control and what isn't in my control and, um,
1: yeah, yeah, bro.
0: Learning that and that you can't control people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I would say those are some of <laughs> those are some of the things that that I'm learning right yep. now.
1: So I quit my job, <laughs> and I've transitioned to yes. a new, to a new job. So I didn't just quit my job. I I've transitioned, and so now
0: we work in the same church.
1: Well, not the same, not the same physical location, no. but we work for the same organization. Yeah. Now. So we
0: both work for called New Point Community Church and it's it's in Ohio yep there's different campuses there so there's different locations all throughout the state I work at the Coshocton campus now I work at the Millersburg campus I'm the children's director at the Millersburg
1: campus so quit my job this month um, transitioned into this new into this new position and uh, so I've learned some things I, I've so I've learned a couple things um, it's not personal it's just business is a real phrase, a real phrase. Um, and so, you know, as you're transitioning, people are starting to have to adjust because, you know, relationships are going to change. And, yep. you know, whether it's an employer-employee relationship, that's going to change to more of just your kind of acquaintances, you know each other, or maybe, maybe you're in a great situation and you're friends. Um, so relationships change and, and all that kind of stuff. But what I, what I had to learn is, and in my and in our line of work, we work primarily with volunteers and so you know for me i had these close relationships with a lot of these people and as soon as i said that i was resigning i could feel people pulling back from me and and i already am seeing that there are just these people they've put a wall and 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 that relationship is was it was all business mm-hmm. and so it's 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 not personal it's just business it's a real thing and so we have to understand that we have to be able to work through that <clears throat> and we have to be able to um, continue to function and do what we have to do. Um, so that's something that I've learned. I've also, I, I have also learned um, that you need to keep track of your social security card and birth certificate. So I've lost my social security card and birth certificate, which is great. Um, that's a, that is a great thing right now in my life. And so I need to find, I need to figure that how, how to get those things back or order new ones. Anyways, so that's been something else that I've learned. And then also, hey, you know, there's no time like the present to, to, um, to learn. And so this, this has been my first week this past week. It's been my first week. And, um, yeah, I've just been taking in a lot of information, as you do when you change jobs. And um, just having a, a mindset and an openness and a willingness to feel kind of silly and to learn some new things. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I've been learning the systems and the computer stuff, which Caleb's already a pro at. And so, you know, this is something for once that he knows about technology that I don't yet. And so it feels kind of great, um, which is that is not normally the case at all. Like normally I'm the one showing him how to do technology, but for this week and probably for next week, he's, he's got a leg up on me in terms of knowing what's going on. So yep. anyway, just having a willingness to learn, being, being willing to be open. And then, um, and then here's the final thing that I've really been learning is we need to be super, super, super zoomed in and focused on the heart of the leader that we're following. And so one of the, thing, one of the first questions that I asked of the person who I directly report to, uh, the campus pastor I work for, is, you know, hey, what are the goals and the things that you want to accomplish in the next year? And so how can I then align everything that I'm doing to kind of follow him and, and kind of um, and be able to piggyback off of what he's trying mm-hmm. to do? As it pertains to the children's ministry at, at Millersburg, and so I think that's really important. I think it's really important for us to, to zoom in and focus on, because well, I think we get caught up in our own world. You know, yeah. we just get caught up in our own world, and and we forget that hey, I might want to, I might want to, you know, have him check my homework to, to see if if we're doing it on the same page. Yep. So, anyways, some things I've learned transitioning jobs. Um, it's been a lot of fun.
0: So yeah, and. You you talking made me think of something else that I learned, yeah. um, and this is this is from the four loves. There's this quote in there that C.S. Lewis says, and it's that to love is to be vulnerable. Yep. And to me, you know, I think I'm learning that if you put your if you put yourself out there, um, and you and you are vulnerable, and you love well, you're, there's you're, the potential to get hurt. Yep, and not even, I wouldn't even say the. You're going to get hurt. Sure. And that, that's, not a ba- that's not a bad thing either. It's
1: not, something, yeah, it's not something that you need to crawl into a ball and hide from. I think when we do that, actually, we stop growing. Yep. I just think we do because it's the only way to do it is to be able to cut yourself off from people. Yeah. Because people are always going to let you down and hurt you.
0: Yeah. And that you can't, you can't open yourself up to love if you close yourself off from hurt because both require vulnerability and so that's something that i'm learning right now as well
1: because caleb would let's be clear caleb would prefer to curl up in a ball and stay away <laughs> from people permanently like let's just be clear about that
0: the the caleb from a few years ago would have done that <laughs> yes thankfully i'm
1: progressing. that is not as prevalent now that is not as prevalent in now life. no hearts and love and stuff but anyway
0: on that note Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the learner's corner podcast. The best way to make sure you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to our podcast and podcast player you use. And while you're doing that, leave us a rating and write a review.
1: Yeah, do that. It literally takes like, I don't know, a minute, two minutes. We would prefer if you'd leave us a five-star review, but I also understand if you want to leave a six-star review instead. Um, You know, either one would be great. Go ahead. Do that. Um, We'd be super, super appreciative. Um, And then, yeah, subscribe. It's literally free. You don't have to pay anything. And it tells you when the episode's popping up. By the way, all the other podcasts we've mentioned in this episode, subscribe to those, too. It makes it so that you'll never miss an episode and you'll always know. And you can turn on and off if you want the push notifications to come on. But you have the ability to always be able to go right to your directory you have in your phone and be able to find them easily instead of having to search and be a weirdo
0: doing that there you go thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the learner's corner podcast my name is caleb mason my name is not caleb mason it is in fact todd hicksonball and until next time keep learning and keep growing
1: deuces y'all